0: This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Taj. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Riverview 5K Kegs and Legs Beer Run, coming up September the 28th. More details at kegsandlegs.ca. Hello. Episode 13. Here it we are. Is. The Very. lucky one three. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting
0: be on the 13th episode. Certainly. Wow. And what have we decided to talk about today in the 13th episode? Today we are talking about the pros and cons, the benefits and the limits of pregnancy in the technology age. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. ah. Well, I've got some
1: stuff for you. Excellent. Well,
0: why don't you, I usually seem to start okay. chatting first, so why don't you go first this time? Um, all
1: right. My thoughts on technology and Maybe even uh, get the initial trying to get pregnant <laughs> tracking, if you will. I quite literally drove myself batty, trying uh, to calculate everything. Why am I not pregnant? This, you know what I mean? Like uh, we made sure it happened on the right day and at the right time and the full moon was right out and the stars were aligned. <laughs> yeah. And um, between Sarah and Aaron, Sarah took us quite some time to get pregnant with. And then after her, we agreed that we'd wait a year and then start trying again. Well, I, of course, got pregnant right away, but lost the baby, then lost another one, and then got pregnant with Aaron. So you can imagine in that span of time that was really short, because our kids are only two and a half Mm -hmm. years apart, I was crazy. Like, I, the calculations and entering everything into your phone and using the baby calculator and stuff like that, um, I actually drove myself into hives. I had unexplainable hives for they, the day we found out at eight weeks that Aaron was a viable pregnancy because she had a heartbeat and so on and so forth was the last day I had hives. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, they were stress in, induced obviously, yeah. but it's, that's what technology can do to you on so many different levels. It doesn't just have to be about getting pregnant. People go crazy because of social media too. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm kind of like, obviously I use technology For a lot. And we will not have another child. But if we were to, I would drop that. I would drop it and and
0: not do that ever again. That's the long and short of my story. (laughs) It's true, though. There's so much pressure... When you're trying, when you're trying to conceive and especially the longer it takes, the more you start questioning what's happening. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you can track it and have that right there in your hand all the time and be second guessing it and trying to, well, maybe I need to try a different app. Maybe I need to try something different. Mm -hmm. That's an issue all in of itself. And then when you go like okay I'm gonna get out of the app and you know try to distract myself with something else and you go on social media and it's lists of people who are announcing pregnancies and baby pictures and everything else yeah there's there's a lot of pressure there that you can put on yourself that it's so hard to disconnect now that I can't even imagine how hard it would be on someone today because even for you and I I think social media And everyone's connection has changed so much, even in the couple years since we've had kids, Mm -hmm. that I can't even imagine how constant that must feel now.
1: Yeah, to have it always in your face, Mm -hmm. and then to have that stress then makes it harder to get pregnant. Of course. So, like, it's a big double whammy, right there. Like, you almost need to throw everything by the wayside and and be alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just not. Well, yeah, you can't be be alone. alone, Yeah.
0: (laughs) You might want to have one other person yeah. there with you, but, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, go back to, you know, pen and paper on a calendar and even that can still get, you know, yeah a little bit too much, I think, for some people. But at least if it's, you know, a pen and paper, you can put it in a drawer and you can just kind of, you know... Walk away from it. Yeah. Your phone. You. You. We're
1: never walking away from them anymore.
0: No. So no, it's always there, and it's that constant reminder. And then you get the apps that are sending you push notifications and everything too, right? So mm-hmm. you know, first step, so, you know, opt out of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and it. then if it's still too much,
1: opt out of the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're like period trackers. Mm-hmm. Still a great idea, but then they they give you the option of like, do you want to track your ovulation and so on and so forth? I still use a period tracker, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe just so that I don't get surprises. Cause I never know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, look at that. My phone says that I should be ready today. So I think I still use that, but it, that doesn't drive me crazy because I guess, because now I'm past that. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not using it for what I was using it before for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. didn't plan that one. No, it. no, definitely not. Yeah. But I think But it's, true. it's different. Yeah. When you're, when you're trying to reach pregnancy you're putting all that pressure on yourself of i have this goal mm-hmm. and i need to reach this goal but it's such a different goal than most of the other goals we set for ourselves right you you can't make that happen that it, 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 that's not the way it works it's it's right but yeah. but we condition ourselves our whole lives to plan for things and to set goals and to reach them and have these milestones and these markers and these things that you do to get to that point mm-hmm. you can't do that the same with biology that's not how it works that's it
1: and and, as women not that you're raised i wasn't certainly raised to be like you have to be a mother and whatever but i always wanted to be Mm -hmm. so when you can't make it happen it becomes even more of a stress and you're you know you're you're doing all these
0: calculations with your technology and and it makes it so much easier to calculate things that way because i don't want to count and i don't want to try to remember things which is why I still use the period tracker.
1: Um, but yeah, like think of our moms, you know, they, they didn't have any of that. Mind you, my mom had two kids by 19. So, you know, clearly we weren't expected. Uh, okay. I was, too, he wasn't. but, and I'll never
0: let them forget it, but either way, um, things were simpler. Mm-hmm. And, and it's definitely has to do with the age factor too, right? If you're waiting later in life to have a child, then if you've been waiting, waiting to get there you've already been waiting yeah so once you start tracking even if it's only been a month or two like for us it happened very quickly and it we were very lucky in terms of getting pregnant and staying pregnant Mm -hmm. but even that i remember starting to use the tracker and starting you know to do that and i think i only used it for like two months Mm -hmm. and even that I could feel that kind of pressure already. And like two months is nothing. Yeah. But it was two months after a decade or two months after, you know, I wasn't trying for a decade, but I was waiting to get to that point. Right, And yeah. I think, you know, and then biology, your body acts differently if you've waited that long to have babies too. So exactly. you're just setting yourself up for so many things that are putting pressure on you that, Yeah. Sometimes maybe you need to just step away from all the fancy technology that's out there when it comes to it. There's,
1: and I think uh, the majority of us are waiting until we're older to have mm-hmm. kids. Therefore, so, for some people, it's harder to get pregnant. And you're getting all these things that tell you you should be using these apps to track it, right? Yeah. I have a girlfriend uh, who is older and she's, they're working on it right now. And she was like, what apps did you use? And I was like, don't just like, just don't let it be, man. Just let it be. And if it doesn't happen after a while, then go talk to a professional, not your phone.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Exactly. That's that's the major step. And that's actually what happened with, before we got pregnant with Sarah, I got referred to a, a new doctor, um, because it wasn't happening. Which in all, now that I think about it, it really didn't take that long. But it was still, It feels it was, long
0: when you're in it. It, it, it doesn't was, matter if it's yeah, been a month. Exactly, it can feel long, especially you when pressure. you're tracking it. When yeah. you're
1: yeah. So we lucked out and got this really great doctor, and sure enough, I found out I was pregnant a week before I started seeing her. So it worked out really well. She's still <laughs> our doctor, and she's amazing. Uh, her name's Dr. Amy Brennan. If you want to look her up, once you get pregnant, then then it becomes all the technology of what should be happening this week? Yes. And then say baby doesn't kick the week that your technology tells you it should, or some women never mm. feel a baby move. No, right?
0: no. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. Everything's right. still happening the way it should, but everyone feels things differently and every pregnancy is different. And yeah, I, I definitely used one of those yeah, baby trackers. It probably even was called that at that point yeah. in time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, It's been so it's Yeah. It's been, well, probably like eight years now since I was using these things. So I don't Mm -hmm. remember exactly which apps I did use, but I know I used one that, yeah, every week would tell you what the progress should be and what should be happening. And I liked it, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't have complications with that pregnancy. And so every week it was like, oh, baby's the size of a watermelon. Oh, how nice. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was really fun at the beginning when it's like, oh, it's yeah. like a peach. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, Cute there's like, yeah, yeah, and these little things and tells, you know, you know, the, the eyes are developing and whatever else. Yeah. And I, My biology is terrible. Don't quote me on what yeah. happens at any particular <laughs> week anymore. But especially, yeah, early on you can't tell like, but yeah, once you get to that, like you should be kicking, this should be happening, that should be happening. And the moment it doesn't, you see people jumping on Facebook and chat groups and saying, what's happening? Should I be worried? Should I be going to the hospital? And like, if you're worried, you should be speaking to a professional. Not Facebook.
1: Please don't go to Facebook for medical advice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And same thing. Don't go to the app for medical advice. It's not necessarily a medical based app i mean some of these are there are some that are put out by Mm -hmm. physicians and by you know universities and medical schools and stuff that are have some good information but that's still only part of it every pregnancy is different every person is different these are guidelines these are what what's going to happen around now right and you know what maybe your dates are off by a week yeah who knows oh so baby kicks next week not this week you're okay
1: exactly and And you maybe you're going to be the one that doesn't feel it yeah. That you don't know that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so it
0: it's fun to have those apps and track things, but make sure that it's, that that's what it is, that it's fun for you. That if it's becoming a chore for you, if it's becoming a worry for you, then just step away. And that's harder to do, I think now than it used to be because like you said, our phones are always with us and other people are on them and other people, like you said, you know, People are sending you, oh, baby's doing this this week because they're tracking it for you. Yes. No, don't. Don't. Well, that's...
1: And that's what (laughs) happened. Well, my sister-in-law and I were pregnant four weeks apart. So my nephew is four weeks older than Aaron. And with Aaron's pregnancy um, by baby number two, I wasn't thinking as much about it. But both of our girls were uh, classed as high-risk pregnancies because they have an older sister who had Down syndrome. So... I, no matter what, I was going to be flagged with my mm. kids, plus my age, because I was 29 by the time Sarah was born, 32 by the time Aaron was born. So I was flagged for this, that, and the other thing. So we were getting to see them weekly, which was nice, because um, Sarah, we were told that there was a possibility that she had downs, and Aaron was trisomy 18, which is lethal. So we saw Aaron more mm. than we saw Sarah. So with Aaron's pregnancy, I wasn't checking anything at all, because it was just like day by day for a really long time, right? but here's my sister-in-law. Here's what your baby should be doing this week. And I'm like, do you not get it? Like, do you not understand that, that I don't want to know that stuff right now because they're telling me at any given time I could lose this baby. Yeah. So no back up the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and she never really like, she's, but until you're in that situation, you're never going to get it for yourself anyway. Yep. Right. So I can see her excitement and having someone pregnant with her. Right. And, um, she was trying but, to have that bond and that connection yes, and exactly. Yeah. And I obviously never like told her to, to, go fly a kite or anything like that, but it was just like, okay, that's good. You know,
0: yeah, that, and I'd like text my brother in the background, Jeremy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause we had in that sense, kind of a similar yeah. situation cause our second pregnancy was extremely high risk and we were told at 20 weeks we were going to probably lose the boys. Right. And so from 20 weeks on, yeah, there was no tracking anything for right. me other than being like, okay, let's get to 26 and viable. Let's get to 28 and a little bit more viable. Yes. And oh, look, our risk factors are going down for things. This yeah. is great. And so yeah, that that second pregnancy, I don't remember tracking anything really. I maybe for those first 20 weeks I did, but I don't remember it anymore mm-hmm. if I did. And from that point on, it was just yeah it was Milestones. just waiting it was waiting for the next checkup that said Everyone's still growing mm-hmm. everyone's still heart beating, everything's still okay, yeah, and so I think in one sense, I was lucky enough that I wasn't so attached to social media and to my phone at that point in time mm-hmm. that I was that I was able to take myself out of that right. You weren't seeing what everybody, what everything should be doing Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that for that one too, the fact that it wasn't the first pregnancy helped because it was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, I remember that my body feels like this and whatever. Mm -hmm. But even then, like, and that's the other thing with technology. It can't tell you if something is wrong, right? right? It's just telling you, these are the general milestones that are coming. And, you know, like I had what afterwards I found out were symptoms, that I just thought were pregnancy pains. I thought they they, this is what everyone feels, right? And it was like, oh, oh no, that was actually a symptom of the fact that there was excess amniotic fluid, and you know there was pressure on me, not just them. Really? Like, oh wow! Oh, and there were the, even with Claire's pregnancy, there were symptoms that afterwards I was like, oh, oh well, yeah. Even in all the things that I did read and all the things that I did think I listened to from the doctors, I didn't realize, you know, those swollen ankles. Well, they were so swollen that that was actually a sign that I should probably be going in for a checkup. See, like, and that's you know they were that things... told. that oh you well, yeah your legs will swell when yeah. you're pregnant. Yeah, and, and they do. Yeah. Yes, of course. But there's yeah. a point where you're like, oh no, yeah. that's not healthy. That's actually, especially at your age, a sign that you know you could be going into all kinds of trouble. And Jeez Louise. So yeah, it, the the apps are only as good as what they are. Like they're they're not personalized as much as they they are and that you put in your dates yeah they're still not personalized they're not, they're you. not yeah. you know it doesn't take the place of a medical professional that's been watching your pregnancy mm-hmm. Yeah. and you know all those things that we kind of say because they are true like yeah your ankles are going to swell some and yeah you're going to feel some pain and and some of those pains are just pregnancy pains and yeah. that's what you're going to go through and some of them aren't and i don't know how you tell someone to tell them apart I, I don't know how you figure that out ahead of time because yeah. like, like I said, like I had pains that I thought after even my first pregnancy, I thought was just pregnancy pain. And then it was like, Oh no, when you've described the symptoms now of our experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that pain against my hips, that one wasn't natural, yeah. but how was I to know? Cause it didn't feel that much different than the first time. Right. Like, We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. How much do you like
1: beer? Are you willing to run five kilometers for one? Riverview's Kegs and Legs, September 28th at the Riverfront. You could grab a cold one from Holy Whale Brewery after you've run in support of Pro Kids Riverview. Sign up today at kegsandlegs.ca. This run is brought to you by K94.5, VX Wellness, and Premium Awards in Shediac. Also, this is a 19-plus event.
0: Technology is fantastic, but it still has its limits.
1: It, absolutely, it definitely—it's—it's it's not a robot that's coming in to scan your body and tell you, you know, what's right and what's not. Yeah. And then it comes to, like, after pregnancy, then it rolls
0: into you using technology to compare your children yes. to other people's children. Well, and still having those tracking apps too, of like, oh, week one, your baby should. I don't know, doesn't smile yet. I don't know, I don't remember what baby doesn't week <laughs> one. I had uh, cluster feeds, I guess that's mm-hmm. week one. Right. Mm-hmm. But that same thing like, Oh, your baby's six weeks old. They should smile now. And yeah. like, well, you know what, if your baby doesn't decide to smile until eight weeks, that's okay. And you know, you, you have to remember that these things are general milestones. And yes. you know what, there, there's usually about a like three to six, depending on at what point you are. There should be a three to six week kind of Wait, general oh, yeah. window of like, okay, yeah. If your baby hasn't started walking by a year and a half. Maybe start talking to somebody. Then, yeah. yeah. Like if your baby hasn't walked before their year, that's fine. Yes. neither If one your of baby, did. if your baby hasn't yeah. walked by a year and a half, then you need to talk about what signs they're showing. Right. And whether there's something there. Like, cause with us you know, and th- this is a whole other story, but when you have twins, then you have that constant comparison, right? You don't need to be going online to find out what other babies are doing. You've got two right there in front yeah. of you. And, then and they're not doing the same thing. Yeah, old. not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for the longest time, I didn't think that Alistair was having problems learning to walk because I just thought, oh, he's still within that window of he's, you know, 15, 16 months old and mm-hmm. he's not really walking but he can stand up and he can say we're fine and, you know the other two are running around but yeah. you know i'm not going to compare him against his brother oh well no then come to find out no he was behind because physically he couldn't do it right and we needed to go to physio and he had cerebral palsy wow but you know there, i don't think we could have worried any sooner right Mm -hmm. like it's one of those you have to give it time you have to give kids time to figure things out because other things they will be just fine and you know what yeah if your baby's not rolling over at three months well wait till four like you you don't need to rely exclusively on these guidelines that are out there whether it's in an app or in a book You, you have to take it within that general sense of things
1: which is kind of funny that you bring, so the book, let's say, is the mm-hmm. what to expect when you're expecting or what to expect in the first year book and mm-hmm. whatever. It, I remember when I was pregnant, it, how uh, people were like, don't read them, don't read them. And for the exact same reasons that we're saying, don't use the technology, right? But mm-hmm. it's so easy to ditch a book. Yes. And say, yeah, no problem. Okay, I won't pick it up. Oh, off. yeah, look at that
0: huge yeah. I don't yeah, need to right. read that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll flick through the table of contents on the day I need it. Yeah, yes. yeah, right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I remember you saying in a previous podcast that you didn't read those books, that you actually read books about parenting when you were yeah. pregnant instead, which I still think was the smartest thing ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still now, I'm like, gosh, I got to read some parenting books. But
0: yeah, oh, I still need to read more, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I did focus. I did focus more on... Yeah, that, that bigger picture of parenting and what kind of parenting we wanted to do mm-hmm. rather than those little milestones. Now, at the same time, I was also the parent who would print off the quizzes online, like the, the medical one, like the ones that they use when you go in for a checkup. Right. right. The, what's it called? ASQ or the ASL? I can't I remember. Know. I know. I found a stack of them the other day and threw them out finally. I <laughs> but they do you know it's the same ones they would use like at the toddler assessment the 18 month toddler assessment here in New Brunswick right like those kind of milestones of you know on this spectrum where are you falling yeah I was the kind of parent who would print those off for all the different months and kind of you know really quiz my kids but only just to make sure they were meeting those guidelines but it wasn't a daily or a weekly thing it was like oh here's the four month one and there's a scale Mm -hmm. right and it's like oh you've you've completed this part but you're still working here well those balance out right yes. you don't have to do everything at this exact moment as long as you fall within this window we're good yeah and I re- so yes I, I was the type who would you were, the, you were that type the, those <laughs> yes well i, a I kind actually of. kind of yeah but well, i was kind of i was like what what do you mean that i i can't find one after like it was like 18 Eighteen months, twelve months. No, there was sixteen month, eighteen month one. After that, I was like, "Where's the next one?" I couldn't yeah. find it because they're like, oh, "Come on."
1: Then it's yeah. free. Then it's just let your kid yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really like, I thought for Sarah to start kindergarten um, because she only went to preschool one morning a week. Uh, I thought that like she should know how to like like read and write and all that stuff know all well she didn't know her numbers and her letters and stuff but i thought she needed to know all of that before kindergarten and then a, a teacher friend of mine said like back up like slow your roll man like you're gonna leave her teacher nothing to teach her mm-hmm. and then she's gonna be bored then those kids get classified as you know adhd or something like that because they're bored that's really far-fetched but anyway
0: no but uh, it does yeah but it does happen yeah.
1: yeah um so i backed up and I, I'm, I'm glad i did a because teaching your own child in my opinion, is so hard. Mm. So I get so frustrated so fast because they don't want to learn anything from you, right? Yeah. They've learned enough from yeah. you by the time yeah, they they're they listen to you all day long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but what I had been trying to teach her for, say, two years, within, like, three months of Mrs. Bass teaching her, it was like she was yeah. done. Like, she had it all. And I realized then that how amazing school is. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it. Um, but that's a technology there again it's it's you run into these we two people who live on social media who (laughs) use it for our businesses should not be dogging technology but at the same time it's important to dog it because it
0: is we need to we need to really think about how we're using it and when we're using it and why and and I think there's a lot of people who are not they're not using their critical thinking skills when they're online. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that goes back like before everyone was on social media before, when it was just the internet and there were all those pages out there and you would Google something and, you know, ask MD would pop up with all these answers. Mm -hmm. You still needed to have your critical thinking then. And there were already people who weren't doing it. And now I find it's even worse because people don't even take the time to Google. They just ask Facebook. Yeah. And people on Facebook are not, Professionals, and every now and then you'll end up in a group that has a, a professional, professional. <laughs> in it that answers fantastic questions. You know, this yes. week that was happening in in the local mama chat group, and people were asking questions that related to like, you know, pregnancy and physio, physio and all kinds of stuff. And Katie, who's a wonderful pelvic floor physio, oh, popped perfect. in and was like, "Oh, you know, come see me." Well, no, yeah, not come. even that. No, she wasn't like saying, "Come see me." She was like, "Hey, I'm a registered physio. This is." The part that you need to pay attention to, and this is natural and this is you know, if you need more information, here's a good source. Right. Right. It wasn't it wasn't like flagging a business. It was just like, okay, this is real information. All this other opinion is opinion. Right. Exactly. And sometimes you want opinions on things. You want to know where the best restaurant is and whatever. Totally different. Yeah. (laughs) Medical stuff, you need to be thinking about the source, Mm -hmm. and you need to be thinking about you know what information you really need to know. And same thing goes for, yeah, your kids' development. Because then you get into yeah, as you get into school and everything like there there's so much of a spectrum for everyone, right, and oh yeah you, you can't you can't start comparing your kids all the time to other kids you you have to make sure that they're progressing on yes. their levels, yes and and knowing what that is, and that's something that I think we were very lucky in with having the boys born premature we spent a lot of time in that first two years of life judging them against their own curve. Right. Right. So, you know, when your baby's born and you go to the doctor for the checkup and they've got the growth chart Mm -hmm. and they've got and they like, Oh, here's where your baby is on the growth chart. They're in the eighth percentile, the 20th or whatever. Right. If you're in the eighth percentile, you have to have conversations, but (laughs) you know, everyone wants to be kind of in the middle of this curve. Right. right? And some kids are going to be up here and some kids are going to be down here. Those charts are based off your baby being born at 39 weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, if your baby's born at 32 weeks, don't judge them on that same chart. Right. And so that was something that we learned very early on because the boys were premature was to measure them against their personal growth. Yes. And okay, are you doing better than you did last week? Great. Okay. What's our goal for the next week? Not, oh, what is a baby that's, you know, technically five weeks older than you're doing right now? that's not going to help us. No, not at all. Not, it's and, just going to make you feel bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, that's a really hard thing for preemie parents to, to deal with. But once you get it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And it, it, you need the right practitioners around you and the right support. And we were really lucky with that. Mm-hmm. We have some really smart people here that really helped us figure that out. But I think that skill set has stayed with us. And when I think about the kids going into school like, okay, yeah, no, I need to judge you on what you did last week and what you did last month, and are you advancing Mm -hmm. for you?
1: Yeah, for you, exactly, not for everybody else. Yeah,
0: and I think the school systems are getting better at doing that, and I think, and then there's also that other side of, like, you want to make sure that you're still challenging kids, and you're still, you know, I'm not a fan of this whole, you move on if you haven't completed the work. But it depends on how... The system is structured right and if it's that you're moving on because you know you've completed five of these things and so you need to be with your peer group but we can take you out for this specialized group of kids who are going to work on something at the same level right you know it's it's a whole other conversation but (laughs) that idea of you know as long as we're constantly pushing ourselves to improve then that's what i think is important not you know, what society tells us, this is where you're supposed to be now Mm -hmm. because you get into the same thing, you know, midlife crisis. It's the same thing. You're looking around going, oh, the world tells me I should have a retirement fund and Mm -hmm. a house and a happy marriage and three kids and a picket fence and keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. No. Are you better off than you were before? Great. If you're not, what are you going to do to change it? That's what we need to be focusing on all through. It's not just, you know, and and that's one of those, like, I, I worry about where it's going to go because now we have these generations that are growing up with everything Equal. tracked and everything, you know, being told, again, you have to fit in this box of this is where you should be. Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody gets a medal.
0: Yeah. Everybody, you know, and
1: it, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But I don't remember it being life-changing, ever losing anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when we grew up, you, you got first place or you got participation ribbons. I have yeah. a big old box of participation <laughs> ribbons, and I'm okay with that, yeah, so i I kids are gonna do enough time comparing themselves, yes. to each other yeah we're they are gonna continue to do it their entire lives, so we don't mm-hmm. need to start them out by teaching them to compare themselves against other people or against technology or whatever it may be, even Fitbits yeah. Fitbits yeah. i had to my Fitbit is now just a watch <laughs> because it was it was the same thing, like I was like. I have to get the certain amount of steps every single day because my Fitbit tells me to, and I want to be, you know, number three on my list of friends or whatever it is. Then I'm like, what is wrong with me? What is <laughs> like, I have a job. I have children. I have like far more important things to be doing than worrying about how many freaking steps I'm getting every day. Yeah. No, like, the,
0: there's a great benefit in trying to get you to move more. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. if that benefit is being outweighed by the stress you're putting on yourself yeah. to move to beat your friend. Yeah. Then, yeah, why are you using it? Why? Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's silly
1: that, Mm. that as much as we're trying to teach people to not be competitive, you're still extremely competitive. Like it's just Mm. human nature, right? Yeah. To be, I mean, I think that I'm probably a bit more competitive than most people are. (laughs) And I married a very competitive (laughs) person. Um, so, and Sarah I'm finding is already very competitive, but she doesn't know what for, but she always wants to be the best. Mm-hmm. Which I'm trying to curb because it's super annoying. But <laughs> it is, though. Like She's always like, are you keeping this picture of Aaron's because it's better than mine? Oh, Well, no. Like, that's not... No, it's not that. It's just that I need to keep some things
0: that Aaron does as well, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's also human nature to do that, right? We mm-hmm. do compare ourselves because that's part of the process of figuring out what it is you want. But I think what we need to do there is you have to not just compare yourself to what someone else is doing. You have to look at what they're doing and decide what part of that matters to you Mm -hmm. and then judge it against what your vision for you is, right? And not just like, oh, they, you know, went on this fantastic family vacation. We need to plan a family vacation. Yes. Like, no, do you want a family vacation? And like, you have to, and it's hard. And I think for a lot of us, it's still kind of a constant struggle to find that. But that's what I've been trying to do is that, you know, what things do I want Mm -hmm. for us? And then how do we accomplish that? Not, oh yeah, these friends have this kind of house and these friends have this kind of vacation and this kind of job. And even within a job, it's, you know, in like for me within like the blogging world, it comes up a lot because I look at these other blogs that I love to look at Mm -hmm. and they're doing something. I'm like, oh, I could do that too. And I should do this. And oh, they're doing that. And I'm like, hold up yes, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Do I need to do it? Do I want to do it because it will help me and bring me joy to do it? Or am I doing it because someone else is doing it and I know I can do it too?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Does it still fit your brand? Yeah. Even though you can, you can do it. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's been a big shift for me lately to think that way of like, yeah, just because I can do something doesn't mean I should. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm doing the things that I want to be doing for me and that makes sense for me and I can appreciate what other people are doing and yeah I can still compare certain things but you know what did they say comparison is the thief of joy oh wow yeah deep thoughts (laughs) (laughs) apparently well we were talking about technology well it is is,
1: well I mean again like we use technology for our lifestyles blogging Mm. and um I think being able to just walk away from it is something that I'm really working on but like, I deleted all social media apps from my phone. So I only use it when I'm in the studio, but I'm in the studio a, a lot. lot of the day. Yeah. So, but it's good and bad. Cause then I'm, I'm catching myself not picking it up when I'm around the kids. Yeah. Which is like, this is going to be mm-hmm. their life. Their, mm-hmm. their whole lives are going to be these phones that phones. are yeah. going to get smaller or bigger or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, I uh... hopefully
0: get cheaper. Cause this thousand dollar phone thing. Seriously. I don't
1: know. Come on now. Yeah. They're yeah. ridiculous. Here, yeah. sign up for 25 years and you can pay off this phone. <laughs> that, which, they're
0: they're so good and they're so bad. They're well, great yeah. for and telling me the date and time. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and it's, yeah. The, I think it's very funny for us because we're in that bubble in between. Mm-hmm. Like, we know what life was like before this. Yes. But we're also so ingrained in it that we get the connection and and all that kind of stuff and i it's gonna be really really interesting as time goes on i think for our generation because those of us that are in that like we're in that bubble what did, what someone started calling us zennials right yes. like we're not gen x and we're not millennials yeah. but we have a foot in both of those right yeah like, we grew up without cell phones yeah but then by the time we're in university, they're out there. Mm-hmm. And so we get what it's like to be a young person with that connection. And we get what it's like now to have your life in this little box that you carry around with you. Mm-hmm. But we can still take ourselves back out to what it was like without it. Yes. We and can I can put it down and go enjoy the backyard. Yeah. Or are we, and, yeah. And there are kids that can do that. And there, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be connected to everything from now on. But we're going to be those people in you know 50 years that people want to come interview what was life like you know like like right now like i can go talk to people who grew up without electricity yes right we're gonna be those people that they come look for you grew up without a cell phone you you grew up without the internet like yeah i remember when i got my hotmail email address and i only could email two people because no one else i knew had email (laughs) because i was still in high school I'm and it was only when people went to email. university that you got your fancy email account and everyone else started email. And I'm like, one. yeah, like, again, we were talking about this before we started recording. Was, I'm like, I was way ahead of the time. It's like, you come were. on, people.
1: Yeah. I were. was into
0: stones back then. Like, Even in Cape like, Breton. Like, I don't get yeah. it. I've been to Cape Breton
1: now. <laughs> and I see. You can still how-
0: find places without electricity. <laughs> oh,
1: I believe it. I believe it. I, I, I mean, where we went is nowhere near the big city, I suppose. <laughs> right. But I drove past where you were from. Yep. And and many other places that I was like, wow, <laughs> how do they live like this? And I grew up in a small town. It's yes. just your mentality changes, right? Like, yes. I'm like, I I don't know how you live here with this one corner store yeah. that, you know, is probably owned by your uncle and your aunt and what have you. But, yeah, it's going to be funny when our kids start doing projects mm-hmm. on us
0: as oh, to yeah. living and, in the dark and ages. And it's, it's going to be like that stage when, yeah, like when we're the grandparents, like yeah. we are going to be from Another world to these kids that, like, I can't even imagine what technology is going to be like in five years, let alone twenty years from now. No, it's not fathomable. Yeah, no, and but we're going to remember what it was like. And for me, I think it's even funnier because I say I I do remember what it was like to you know go to our cottage when it didn't have electricity and have to use the outhouse. I've i've churned butter i was like <laughs> i understand how some of these things work right and i like yeah i knew how to card wool and dye it before it was a hipster thing yeah <laughs> all right
1: stop dating yourself <laughs> I,
0: I did it not yes. because we did it at home yes because but it was close enough to him. like my, my dad grew up like my i know how old my dad was when they got electricity in his house right And then, you know, where I carted wool and turned butter was a pioneer museum. But still, you've done it. But I've done it, and I've done it in that context of the people that were there doing it were teaching you to do it because that's how they had grown up doing it. It wasn't, it it wasn't something that they had to relearn via the internet. Yeah. (laughs) It was something that was natural in the community, and people were still doing out on their properties. Yes. And... And so I think, yeah, it, there's going to be that time when, like, those little bits of information, our grandkids are just going to be like, what planet did you live on? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's going to be so different.
1: It's so different. My grandmother, I remember interviewing her, she was a, um, she was a uh, phone board operator. She's, yeah, how cool in our small little town mm-hmm. would that have been? She would not like, known anything. Oh, she knew everything. <laughs> everything. And again, because she was related to all these people, she got to hear all the gossip too and then go mm-hmm. home and tell Graham what was <laughs> going on. Uh, did you know that Jimmy did this? Uh, but anyway, I, I remember how cool that was thinking that like, when phones first came, mm-hmm. that's what she was doing. So like, yeah. she went from no phones to being a switchboard operator to to playing words with friends with me on her iPhone. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's and that, so
0: weird. It's crazy to think of the way things are going to change. And I think that's important for us all to remember too, when we're stuck in this, like I'm going to use my app for this and I need, you know, I need to have an app about how my kid is progressing or whatever. Like no one needed that five no. years ago, 10 years ago. No. Yes. People still looked for that information and they went to the books and they went to the library and they talked to friends and whatever. Like mm-hmm. we, we've always looked for that information but it it's always evolving and it's always changing and what you think has to happen right now it's probably going to be pretty different in a couple of years and it's probably going to be okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And the 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 moral of today's
0: <laughs> subject
1: is don't stress yourself out. Don't let technology stress you out mm-hmm. whether you know you're planning or you're growing or you're raising whatever it may be. Don't compare your life to technology. Not even necessarily other people. Mm-hmm. Don't compare it to what WebMD is telling yes. you should be going on. Because I've had cancer yeah. 18 times by now. <laughs> thanks to, <laughs> to WebMD. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, If you need something, get a good solid book that has a medical background yes. to it. That is not just an opinion yes. book. Get something with some actual medical detail. And yeah, don't Stress, and if you have a real question, talk to a medical professional. Yeah, Facebook
1: is not a medical professional. Sometimes you luck out, apparently. Yes. Yeah. every time.
0: Yeah. Don't don't hold out for those unicorn moments. Those unicorn moments. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because most a lot of yeah, especially like when it comes to pregnancy, fertility, those kind of things. Unless you're in a very specialized group, most doctors are going to stay away from answering your questions. They're not going to exactly. No, no, they're not going to. They are not. Or if they do, or (laughs) yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. So. yeah, you just get yourself a, a decent book and a decent health care provider. And yeah, you'll be golden. We hope. Anyway. I don't know.
1: There's our words of wisdom for today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye.